Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Okay, um, everyone shut up. Everyone shut up. Pay attention right now. Maureen has has big news. Maureen? Big, big news. We must share the news. You must share the news, please. I'm, I have adopted a dog. It's the love of so. my life. He is so sweet. He is, is, um, so we rescued him just like, oh, we've had him for like just over a week. Mm -hmm. He's been pretty good, a pretty good guy. Um, his name is Vinny. Little Mr. Vincent. He looks like the embodiment of banana bread, guys. (laughs) Like, not maybe in shape, but a little bit in coloration and definitely in sweetness. He is a sweet guy. This like I woke up like in the middle of the night early morning this morning and he was like wrapped around my girlfriend's head. <laughs> Just like I suppose I didn't ask uh your oh your girlfriend group with dogs. We we talked about that. So I'm yeah, sure yeah, she's yeah. excited. Yes. This is her first this is her first animal that's not like a family pet. It's a big thing. So Yeah. Even Hobbit. But, you know, like... it's not my first rodeo. Like, I, I pay for everything for Hobbit, but, like, he grew up. He, we rescued him at my parents' place, so. Yeah. Um, oh, he's so cute, guys. You'll have to, Maureen, you'll have to he's send so me cute. some photos that I can share I on the Twitter and the Instagram. Because, like, if you're comfortable. Because yeah. I don't think we can deny the world him. Uh, tell us, tell us no. a little bit about him. What is his journey? How How is he doing? Like, how is Amira coping? He was. Oh, yeah, everybody you want to know, how is the girl taking it? Yeah, the the princess. Well, (laughs) Vinny is the queen. Well, Vinny, Vinny is a little, um, he's a, he's just like a good dude. Um, so he would, he'd really, really like to sniff Amira's butt. Right. Right. He would love nothing more. Yeah, he wants to get a big ol' whiff. He's like, oh, hey, you're, you're small and animal shaped like me. As far as I know, you're a dog. (laughs) love me and amira is like um no i will eat so at first she was (laughs) at first she was like really really upset um she did pee on his bed oh that's just like showing in my office yeah 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 great (laughs) she was like mom i hate you also kid just so you know this is my turf (laughs) like she turned into a 1950s like uh like greaser (laughs) yeah and so for a few days, she would just kind of, like, because I was, like, keeping him behind a baby gate. To, right, like, yeah. Keep him corralled. Not that he, like, needs it too bad, because really all he wants to do is sleep under my desk while I work all day, which is But a it's dream. to help Amira have a safe But yes, space. that is. And you got her a cat tree beforehand, so she could get up. Yeah, I got her a nice big cat tree, and before, like, when I first took him home, whenever we were out, whenever he wasn't behind a gate, you know, I had him on a leash so I could, like, keep him close, and yeah. And at first she would just kind of, like, sit across the hall and, like, stare really hard at him. Being like, I will <laughs> like, blow you up with my mind. Yeah, she would just, she would just stand and stare from a distance. It's funny because she, And like, he would stare longingly. She came into a home with a dog when you first adopted her. Yeah. But she definitely, yeah. I think, has gotten used to being a head honcho of the roost. Yes, and I think she loves attention, so she loves, you know, all the pets and stuff, and I, I do think she enjoyed being an only child, but, yeah. but I need a dog. Yeah, and honestly, I think she'll be... I, do, I, think, I think eventually she'll like it. Yeah. I mean, after Miles passed, she would look for him outside. It was really sad. <laughs> Even though they never really, like, like, buds, buds, but... Yeah, and honestly... He's still a puppy. He's you said he's about a year old. Yeah, honestly, he is so respectful of her. That's like, good. He amazes me. Like and he's not even fixed, right? No, he's not fixed. Not yet. I mean, he has an appointment. Don't worry. Don't worry. The, the the shelter the shelter set up an appointment, and when I adopted him, I signed the contract saying I'll get him there. Besides, I need these things gone. Yeah, I, I need him to go to the cutter. He does too. 
Yeah. Because we don't want him to get prostate cancer. Yeah. And uh, and then when you know I I like to hold, like you hold them like like a finger. like you like support their butt and kind of like hold them and then all of a sudden his balls are in my hand. Oh, mm, that's it's the worst. I hate it. I hate it. I need them to go. To imagine or think about. No, it's it's really unpleasant to experience as well. So I need I need these things gone. But um, with Amira, he he's very sweet. He like I said, he really wants to sniff her. Like oh, he really wants to. So he can be he can be sometimes a little persistent, which will say like back off. But um, he'll go up to her and he'll kind of like keep it his distance. And if he gets too close, she'll hiss at him. And he'll kind of stop. And he's like, "That's a noise, okay." Um. I mean, and Miles, on the other hand, if if she had shown any aggr- like if she hissed or swatted at Miles, like he would have gone off. You know, he would have been. Yeah, Miles had a toad. Yeah, but him, it doesn't matter how many times she hits him, he's good. He'll just like she'll like hit him and he'll like back up a couple steps and lay down and like just stare at her. I mean, yeah, he is. He is just a bundle of love. I mean, like, Miles had a lot of baggage. Miles, what was our theory? He was a mobster on the streets of Milwaukee. Oh, right. Yeah, he he left behind a life of crime and decided to turn around, became a kind of a a neurotic old man who couldn't steal motorcycles or other animals. Uh, This one doesn't like uniforms, so we learned that. You know what? A cab. All right. 13, yeah. 12. What... All right, Vinny. <laughs> Vinny said. I... <laughs> uh, but he should so... respect. Um, the only uniforms I respect are the uh, USPS. He should respect them. Yes. I don't. Well, I don't think he knows the difference because uh, the uniform that he saw definitely wasn't a cop uniform. But I think I looked up the Fresno Animal Control, and it's kind of like the short sleeve and... button up with the patches. So, I don't know. Yeah, we like our park rangers, too. You guys are great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the minute the uniform, the minute the shirt came off, he was sweet as can be. Oh, right, because your roommate. Yeah. Oh, right. We already we already made this joke in the group chat. Yeah. Okay. Um. But um, Amira's really been warming up to him. She will jump over the baby gate. Um, and sometimes, I mean, one time I was in my office working, and she jumped over the baby gate landed hissed and then jumped out so she's just making sure he knows yeah he'll like, he'll sta- like like literally she- like uh, not joking she is established like dominance like she's setting up her boundaries <laughs> well, yeah but she'll come she'll come walk around now if he's loose sometimes he will just follow her around the kitchen like a foot behind her <laughs> and she'll just like look back like excuse me <laughs> it's a bigger it's a really big shadow He's her cavalier. Oh my god. He's obsessed with her. He is. I'm... And she'll she'll come on the bed and get some love in. And she'll even come and like sniff him, kind yeah. of, as long as he doesn't look at her. So, yeah. I mean, if we tell him to like leave her alone, he'll, you know, we say, Vinny, come here, leave the cat alone. He'll come back to us and... I think it, you know. I think honestly it'll be good for Amira because she did. I think so too. She did like Miles and you know they had their moments mm-hmm. of course because all animals do, but yeah, Amira is really good at absconding when she wants to leave. So I think yeah, having another dog will be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think they're gonna get along pretty good. You know, it's like they don't have to be BFF. But it's got to be a little you know yeah. They they'll be sleeping be... in the same bed soon. Tolerant siblings, you know. Yeah, everyone's best yeah. friends with their siblings, and they don't have to be. That's what happens. Um, I was about to make a Bramble Claw joke, but before we do that, I was like, maybe not everyone should be friends with their siblings, but, um, have you read anything? siblings suck. Have you read anything? I know it's been yes, very busy, Yes, I am. I, I am. I'm listening to audiobooks. I have time during work now. Woo! So I am reading Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. Mm. and narrated by Jesse Valinsky. And it's about definitely um a more like adult, you know, an adult novel. Yeah. Um look up the look up the trigger warnings if you're interested. 
uh, but it's kind of fun. It's um, about a, it's from a woman's view, lesbian, um, which we love to see. And her family has a taxidermy business, and she was kind of the prodigal child of the taxidermy business, and she worked with her father. And the story basically starts after her father, um, trigger warning, took his own life, um, and, you know, basically told her to take care of the family, and she's like, ah, uh, <laughs> this ass. is a lot to throw on me. And then, um... Her mother uh, starts making uh, lewd sculptures out of the taxidermied animals. And it's kind of a lot. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. also don't have like a recommendation that's um, at all child-friendly or... <sighs> Crap, we gotta work on aligning this better. Because um, I read... I reread Dissolving Classroom by Junji Ito, um, which yeah. is a horror. Uh, Junji Ito is a, a, a horror uh, manga. I was about to say mangaka, manga artist. I'm a weeb, guys. Um, but uh, in, I reread it because, one, and this is going to sound a little unhinged, but I was looking for some inspiration for the birthday comic I was making for Weston, my sister's husband. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, since Weston recently joined our family officially. Gotta make him feel included. Yeah, by making him a horror, like, inspired one. It made sense. Good. Um, but, and also, I saw there was a TikTok, uh, shoot i bookmarked it but i don't recall that uh, it, i will link it and it gave the context of sort of the inspiration behind why jinji ito like made this story or possibly what inspired it um and it was like written not too long ago 2014 and it was a time where like politicians were in japan were doing like a lot of public apologies but then not changing at all um and the main mm. character in this book not the main character well He's the main antagonist throughout. Um, mm. If you've never read Jiji Ito, it's not a huge spoiler to say there's not a lot of happy endings. Most of the endings are very abrupt and upsetting. Um, like, serious trigger warnings. Like, even, like, uh, a gore warning for, like, looking at the cover. It's not fun. Um, uh, but, or body horror rather than gore, but still pretty gross. Um, the main character, like basically has sold his soul to the devil and he's always like apologizing all the time and you find out as the story progresses that him apologizing is how he starts to initiate his like uh pact with the devil to start like uh basically doing like a spell on people so it seems like oh this guy's just like weird or awkward he's apologizing like oh he maybe he's like kind of sincere no he's just like trying to make your brain melt ah. legitimately <laughs> so and I thought that was interesting, and I realized in my copy, yeah, Junji Ito actually talks about it a little bit in the back, um, in the afterwards, or rather the characters talk about it. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, so I reread that. guess I'm just doing horror a little early, but anyway. Well, I'm looking to get into, um, I've got a couple books on deck, but I'm looking to get into some more uh, children's animal books. So Ooh. I'll probably have some really fun stuff to talk about in the next couple months, hopefully. Hopefully. Because I'm Amber Hart. Yeah, I'm Tango Khan. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? camp is that what we're doing yeah 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 misty foot's taking us to river clam camp and she welcomes us oh right we were liars lie right we well not really lie we just kind of like had we we had an excuse to see mothwing because mothwing never set up her voicemail 
and it's gotten really and she doesn't even like pick up her phone because she's like well if i if i'm not if it's not my working hours i'm not gonna pick up and they're like it's a pager you're a doctor you have to pick up it doesn't work that way and she's like i'm off hours mothwing doesn't believe in phones no and and she keeps eating the mess the carrier pigeons we sent her okay yeah uh let's go deliver the message from gods well, so we're in Riverclan camp, and Leafpool sees a well-stocked fresh kill pile and comments that they seem to have settled in well. And Mistyfoot nods. This is a good place. Because remember, she had to fight for this place a little, because yeah. Hawkfrost wanted other things. But Mistyfoot- It looks like they've good. Mistyfoot has been fighting her whole life for everything. Oh my goodness. Mistyfoot I... has not had a break. Love That's her. why she was on the cover. <laughs> I know she's already had a novella, but I'd take another one for her. Yeah. Actually, I would, you know what? It doesn't even have to be a novella. It could just be a short uh, paragraph, even, just saying, Mistyfoot had a nice day today. Oh, wow. <laughs> Miss, Mistyfoot's vacation. Like, it could be a one shot yeah. comic where it's just Mistyfoot having right. a nice, relaxing day. I hope she gets a few of those. I doubt it, but okay. Statistically speaking, she must have had a few. Really she nice must. Days. I mean, her she's husband's had a lot of days. Like, I mean, her, I'm just gonna call him her ex-husband because I don't see any romance. Yeah, right he's now. gotta be. I know they were like talking at the gathering or something, but like, I don't. No, that was like entirely just like they were just talking about. It. I mean, they co-parent, right? So they have one son left. Maybe they're. I think. I'm so sorry. Um. Maybe they were like just yeah, each like other's. One of four. They have a they had a marriage of convenience and they had a divorce, a polite divorce, and yeah, they had to just of course they have to discuss. Or you know, Mistyfoot just wanted kids. Yeah, Mistyfoot's like I feel like I want some kids. You you have a. You can, I like you your ears, Black Claw, oh, and your God. strong shoulders. I asked Hobbit if Thick he wanted legs. to come in, and he didn't, and now we hear him crying. So now I gotta let him in. Obviously. That's very cat of him. <sighs> One second. Uh, tell me what's happening. Alright. Mothwing is crouched outside her den, sorting through a pile of horsetail. Mistyfoot tells her she has a visitor. Mothwing glances up, then leaps to her paws with a meow of delight. <gasps> Leafpool, what are you doing here? I've come to tell you I love you. Leafpool gives her the cat mint. Mothwing thanks her. She hasn't found any in their territory yet. Yeah, that's all I wanted. Is is Mistyfoot still here? Leafpool looks to make sure she's gone. Okay, good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was just BS. I have something actually different to tell you. No other cat is in earshot. Something about this just doesn't feel right. Is, uh... Hawkfrost, like, clinging- where is Misty- or, no, sorry, where is Mothwing at? She's in the medicine den, her den. What does their den look like? Um, I'm sure it's very nice. Okay. I just- I don't know. We're not in the River Clan camp very often. Yeah. It's only- Series 7 is, um, the first time we've had a River Clan- like protagonist pov since oh no it's eight series eight since this series what is their river where is the new river clan at it's like um it's like on a little island between a cup like a river like kind of like a delta i guess okay sure i'm gonna say that her her den is in a big tree stump okay like a big willow tree That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more like some rocks. But... Whatever. I'm saying it's a big, I, Okay, Willow Tree. Yeah. There's a pool. She she has a private pool of water. Um, and, yeah, there's a waterfall. There's a waterfall. Um, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. It's a nice place. Oh, oh, no. I was going to say is, is like, we're going to look up and, and Hawkfrost is clinging to the, the reeds on the Willow Tree and just like, be like, what do you need to tell my sister? Yeah. yeah I'm evil. 
Well, she draws close to Mothwing and tells her she has a message for her from Star Clan. Mothwing's eyes stretch wide, and Lee Fu wishes she hadn't come. Because it might look like she was suggesting that Mothwing couldn't be a proper medicine cat. I mean, this isn't a negative didn't reaction come to her yet, directly. so keep going. Just get it out. Get it quickly. Do the thing. Yep, well, Mothwing said nothing, and she's just waiting for Lee Fu to speak. Leaf Fool tells her that Feathertail came to her in a dream, and Mothwing's eyes flood with grief. Oh. Leaf Fool hesitates. Of course, Mothwing must have known her well. And she did. Oh. They were both. She's like, oh, right, Feathertail was in River Clan, and you're in River Clan. Right. Oh, God. Uh, I forgot how friendship works, even though, like, I've been talking about that for, like, the past a whole book. She just didn't really know Feathertail before. She goes, oh, forgot. Right, right. And now her connection with her is, like, kind of weird, to be honest. Yeah, it's, a lot a li- of, it's very weird. A lot of layers there. It's a bit of a seven-layer yeah. dip, and we are we are deep in the beans right now. Yeah. Deep in the beans. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, she tells Mothwing that RiverClan is in danger from two legs. Two legs, Mothwing says. But there aren't any... She breaks off and springs to her paws. She tells Leaf Fool that it's been so quiet by the small thunder path. They haven't bothered much with it. Maybe something happened there. Would Leaf Fool come and check with her? Okay, I was actually thinking about this. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what made me think about this. I think I mentioned Horse Place like an episode or so ago. And I was like, man, someone yeah. has to be taking care of those horses. Like, someone has to be. Like no, yes, there is a barn there, right? Which, but like, barns don't just like usually barns aren't just like on their own. Well, there, there's like a house there, and they said with a person who has a little white dog. Oh, okay. But, yeah, two legs don't usually. I mean, people don't usually wander too far into the pasture necessarily. I think the house is like situated. I far mean, they away. might they if don't... they hear. Like just, just raucous cat, cat battles happening. Like it, I mean, well, yeah. Then maybe I think they people should. are used to the sounds like of like foxes at night. But if I was like used to hearing like coyotes, foxes, badgers, whatever noise badgers make, and all of a sudden I just hear a lot of cats, I'd be like, am I? Am I? And and I <laughs> there's that meme going around where, um. European cryptids and how people approach them is so much different than American cryptids. Like, like European cryptids are like, oh, the fairies, ooh, stay away, ooh. Uh, versus, like, American cryptids are like, alright, it's me, I'm gonna go and ki- I'm gonna kiss Bigfoot right on the mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I'm saying is either this person, like, is like, okay, apparently a fairy glen that sounds like cats popped up overnight or he's going out with the hose yeah and being like stop get out of my house or get out of my 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 not yard my piaster my piaster um but we're, well, okay let's go to the let's go to the small thunder path all right um leafpool had meant to give her the message and go straight home because if she'd spent any like much longer in River Clan, she might have to spend the night. But oh, uh oh, uh oh! I might have to have a sleepover with Mothwing. Oh, how many hands can I have? How many girlfriend boyfriends can I have? Oh Lord! <laughs> but, so, okay. Oopsie dipsy. I might have to have a sleepover with my girlfriend. But it's important to help Mothwing make sure her territory had no hidden dangers. So Leafpool agrees to join her, pushing aside the thought of the scolding she's going to receive from Cinderpelt. And you know who Cinderpelt learned scolding from. So that's going to be a rough one. That's, that's about to be a mental thrashing that no one can <sighs> prepare for. Well, she's relieved that Mothwing doesn't seem to blame her for bringing Feathertail's message. And she feels a flood of warmth for Mothwing. I was going to say, and I think I might have mentioned this last time, Mothwing is respectful. 
of their beliefs. Yeah, she's nice. Like, she, she, she doesn't, I think, it, it, I think she has to be respectful of it, or else she wouldn't obviously. be Medicine Cat. Like, I don't no, think no. they would have, I don't think, obviously we've seen uh, very recently that Star Clan can very quickly get rid of someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have sent signs to the leader. They could have sent something to Le- to Leopard Star and been like, "Hey, yeah, that new protege, nah, get her out of that position. She sucks hard." So, I imagine, yeah, it'll probably cause some issues, and I'm interested to see how it develops. But right now, I think it is Mothwing seeing a friend who very honestly believes in something, being like, "Hey, I'm worried about you." And she's going to explain exactly her thought process. Oh. So. Good. But <laughs> Leafpool just hopes Feathertail is watching now and sees how devoted Mothwing is to looking after her clanmates. So, she's a good doctor. Yeah. Mothwing leads her out of camp, and Leafpool confesses that she was afraid Mothwing would have thought she was talking nonsense. And hopefully, she adds... Does this mean she's starting to believe in Star Clan? Oh, absolutely not. But thank you. Yeah. Mothwing twitches her whiskers. No, Leafpool. She doesn't believe the spirits of their ancestors come back to speak with them. Stars are just unseeing specks of light in the night sky, not dead cats looking down at them. How wild wacky like, would have been if she like had given what stars actually are. <laughs> I read a science book. I mean, she's closer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they can keep their old friends alive with memories, but if they're not here, they're nowhere. That's what she believes. Dang. Leafpool knows, but if she doesn't believe, why take any notice of Feathertail's warning? Mothwing slows down and looks into Leafpool's eyes. Because I believe in you, Leafpool. This is more romantic Yay. than any interaction you've ever had with Crowfeather. <laughs> yes, it is. It is more romantic. Like, Gosh. Yeah, woo, woman friendships. Yeah, we should value those. This is hosted by two lesbians. If you guys wanted that, go listen to a different podcast. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just go read the books. Yeah, just go read the books if you want a less gay version. Well, Leafpool says that's mouse-brained. How would she know anything unless Starclan told her? Mothwing says because she's a good medicine cat. She observes everything around her. Somehow she's seen, heard, or scented something, and she knows it means danger, even if she doesn't know how she knows. And because Leafpool believes in Starclan, it surfaced in a dream about Feathertail. Simple. You're a, you're a scientist, God. You're a scientist, woman. Think like one. Leafpool doesn't think that that was simple at all. But she doesn't argue. She's just glad Mothwing listened to Feathertail's message. Yeah, I mean... They come to the Thunderpath. Yep. They do. That's probably about what they do. Yep. Mothwing stands on the edge of the Thunderpath and tastes the air. Ew. Shadow Clan. (laughs) And... She did not say that, else. did she? I mean, basically. Oh. Maybe not, ew, Shadow Clan, but she was like, mmm, smells like Shadow Clan. We all know this stanky. Leafpool scents the air. Monsters have been here. Mothwing says it's stale. Stale two leg scent, too. Honestly, she doesn't think they can call it grave danger. Leafpool wonders what it could be then. Mothwing says you can never tell with two legs. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe there's, like, a really cruel neighborhood kid. (sighs) Yikes. That would be an interesting, um, plot, though. A Toy Story plot. Yeah. Toy Story 1. That'd be messed up, though. Mothwing turns to walk along the lake shore and stops to taste the water a couple times. She's thinking about the pool with the dead rabbit. But this water tastes fine. They check the water from the stream as well before following it back to RiverClan camp. 
Just like a bunch of two legs are just like washing their clothes in the river, making them really stanky. When Mothwing takes Leafpool back to her den, where they drank from the small pool, nothing unusual in the scent or the taste. The sun is setting. Mothwing asks if she'd like to stay the night. Really? She'll never like, make it back to Thunderclan before dark. Like, they're like, we learned yep. this lesson once. We're not doing it again. Yeah. You're not making this mistake. Uh, Leafpool thanks her. She would like to stay. Oh. Alright, so only some... whatever. Not even a problem. Also, we never... We never figured out what happened with that, huh? What happened with what? The rabbit in the water. I hate to break it to you, but it was just a dead rabbit. Are you kidding me? That was a red herring? No. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you told me now, because I probably would have, like... Yeah, you were really into that, weren't you? Well, come on. There's not a lot of things that are just, like, usually... Okay, I'm sorry. We've had a lot of... Okay, when when the literal when the literal uh prophecy we're dealing with is before there is peace, blood will spill blood and the lake will run red. I'm sorry I got a little focus on literal blood and water. Like, no, <laughs> that fair. was That's that was fair. weird. That was I I believe that I believe there was some miscommunication between the errands here. A storyline got You're... dropped. There I I mean I I'm writing to them. I I gotta know. I think that was more for Mothwing's development as, um, you know, Leafpool keeping her secrets and Leafpool, you know, and her, you know, doing her best. And on it was an honest mistake, but, you know, just kind of her struggle as a medicine cat. That Mothwing's kind of a bad doctor because she can't speak to God? That seems uh, like the opposite of what we're doing right here. Well, no, not that she's a bad doctor. She's kind of showing her, I mean, she... She was training for less time than Leafpool was, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, in a new territory with a new clan. I think it's just showing kind of her, her struggle. Yeah, okay. Learning experience. Or bad writing. Or bad writing. <laughs> or, I think it's probably- I, I think it was a dropped- Maybe it was a red herring. Maybe it's a dropped storyline. Who knows? It's fine. We can't pick up all the threads, I guess. Leafpool will have some awkward questions to answer when she got home, but it's safer to stay here for the night and travel back in the morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? You know what Cinderpelt thinking? She's like, oh my god. Oh yeah. She went to Clan. That little brat. Oh my gosh. Or she thinks she does yeah. have a boyfriend. Like, she probably she's probably thinking, oh my god. Oh. I don't think she knew it was, she didn't know it was Crowfeather. No, I think, no, she did. She definitely called out Crowfeather. Oh, she did, specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) An apprentice brings Mothwing a fish plump enough for them to share, and Leafpool settles down to sleep beside Mothwing. Dang, this place is nice. She'll remember Feathertail's morning, won't she? Leafpool asks. She'll keep her eyes open for trouble. What? Mothwing murmured sleepily. Oh, yes, Leafpool. Of course she will, don't worry. But Leafpool can't help but worry. It would be easy for Mothwing to forget, since she didn't get the warning from Feathertail herself. Or she could decide that it wasn't important. But Leafpool is certain that trouble is coming. And his name is... Hawfrost. Rhymes with Gawk. Gawhost. Ross. <laughs> Would you like to hit us with a cat back? Yes, I would. Oh, my little guy's just snoozing. Curled up. Oh, baby. So, today's cat fact was spurred on by me slowly working through the backlog of pre-existing cat facts and actually, like, listing them out. Um, because, surprise, surprise, uh, or maybe not that much of a surprise if you've been here since the beginning and recall how much the cat fact segment has evolved. Uh, uh, but I did not record the cat facts very well when we started out. Um, 
Like, I'd even have sources listed for, like, the first couple ones, like, a lot of them, and, and that's, like, required now. Uh, so I had to hunt down which episode we even started them on. Pretty sure it was 32. Um, there were, like, random episodes after when I first started doing it that, like, I can't even find the segment because there's maybe they're so short that I'm, like, skipping over it or or did we just maybe not do it that one time? I don't know. Um, Our podcast has improved in many, many ways yeah. uh, from then to now, and cat facts have gotten wonderful. Yeah, so I, the reason I started so doing this is because... As I've always promised, we may revisit subjects, and I want to ensure that I was not doubling up or doubling down, um, which was extra important as today. We are covering cat world records. Ooh. Two. Just kidding. I mean, this one we're talking about is going to actually be more recent. It didn't exist last time I did this. Um. We last did this from episodes 84 to 95, which was literally years ago. Uh, um, (laughs) And we did not get to all the Cat World records, and there have been some new ones. Um, Heck yeah. Like, for example, in June 2022, this year, this is the Cat World record for the world's first and longest running cat cafe oh maureen can you guess which country the first cat cafe and longest running one was established in i'm stuck between two go ahead south korea or japan so solid uh, and with good reason, because Japan does have the world record for the most cat cafes in the country, and South Korea is pretty right. close behind, but neither. South Korea has a lot of different animal cafes, yeah. too. Uh, but it was My friend went to a raccoon one. But it's actually neither. So Oh, where is it? It, a good guess for one, um, it Thank is you. in Taipei, Taiwan. All right. And uh, this is the cafe called the Kitten Coffee Garden or the Kitten Garden or sometimes it's called the Cat Garden or the Cat and Dog Garden. I'll get into that later when it has so many names. All right. And it was established in 1998. So it is almost wow. 25 years old. It will be next year. So it's 24 now. Go Taiwan. Go Taiwan. Um, so I'll be honest. Despite this cafe being nearly 25 years old, I struggled to find a lot of information on it. Like, they do have a Facebook page, um, which is in Chinese, obviously, um, with some English reviews and translatable captions and whatnot. Uh, The most information I found was from a Vice article, which will be linked, um, and that was written in 2016. So as much as I would have liked to, like, get more up-to-date info, uh, this is the best I could find. Um, a lot of it yeah. is based on the Facebook page and like the like the Vice interview, which was great. Um, so the Cat Garden or uh, the Cat Coffee Garden was opened in 1998 by a family that loved cats and would often res- rescue them. Um, it was quoted in their interview that we would bring cats home and mom would get so mad, but we just kept doing it. Um, <laughs> and they decided to open up a cafe and to make themselves stand out, they... Uh, brought some of the cats that they rescued there. Um, They're not, from their own uh, statements, they're not, like, the first business to have cats around uh, from their own recollection, but as they were the first to be heavily reported on locally and worldwide, they got the title. And since they got the world record, like, literally this year, um, in this past, like, literally in June 2022, um, either pre-existing, like, cat cafes were unable or like just didn't care enough to challenge the title so that's and and honestly it might have been like you know kind of like bodega cats like you know some places just have an animal but this is the first place where um they started out with five cats um uh, so when they opened they had five cats and it didn't go great (laughs) the first couple years it wasn't going great um apparently not a lot of people wanted to come uh or just like didn't find them um uh they didn't have that many visitors but a tv station did a report on them 
and that caused an uptick in popularity and eventually also an uptick Ooh. in how many cats um, that they had. Uh, I think the max that they had from what I found was 20, um, but now wow. it settled around 15 and from the latest reports I could find, they have 12 cats, two dogs, and a macaw or a different sort of <laughs> All right. Um and that's why it's sometimes called the cat and dog cafe or cat and dog garden because there are two dogs yeah. from what I've heard. Um, and all of the animals are rescues. Um, and they, like some were given by friends or were strays that they had taken in. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that makes the this cafe a little bit different from a lot of the ones um, I am aware of and my point of reference is like ones that are from the US or ones that have been in Japan, um, they don't allow their uh, pets to be adopted or they're not up for adoption like that mm. that is their home um the family member okay. who was interviewed by vice uh like said like um they don't think moving cats from place to place is good for them as you can like leave from amira um yeah and, yeah i mean she doesn't like it but she she's and, and it seems that these cats like this is their home this is like where yeah. they live and a lot of them they've had uh, since they were kittens or a very young age um, so the cats have been somewhat trained in the capacity to like not eat the customer's food apparently they are allowed to like be on tables and around um, it may have swiped some frosting once in a while um, but the cats can be fed treats I would if I could uh, that can be purchased from the shop which they seem to prefer um, many of the uh, the visitors are tourists from Taiwan and Japan. Um, it was commented that at one time there was uh, one regular who came from Japan uh, to visit at least once every mo- every month um, with Jap- oh. yeah with Japanese cat food, which is coveted by the cats since apparently uh, Japanese oh. cat food is very rich and they mm-hmm. just love it. Um, and visitors can pet the cats as well as give them treats, um, but they do have like a minimum order. Or a drink to visit like you can't just mm. come to the cats yeah that. yeah um and a lot of places have that yeah at the time of the interview they did not plan on expanding as they uh were already like there's just so many cat cafes in taipei and worldwide they're like Ugh, why mm-hmm. would we <laughs> um and despite yeah. being trendsetters uh cat coffee gardens seems happy to stay the same small cat center business that started out as uh, started out as um it is Sounds nice. It is still open, like I said. Um, it seems to be doing well. It has like four and a half stars overall from like Facebook and uh, Google, um, and the cats are well cared for. And some have signs indicating who likes to be pet and who does not. But apparently, all the cats are Aww. very friendly, healthy, and happy to be there. Oh, so that's good. It seems that the dogs might be a little less friendly, but. Um, they have like signs like which dogs are like friendly and it seems from recent reviews that the dogs are absolutely fine so okay they they are rescues so possibly they had some time adjusting but yeah yeah um, it was interesting like you know uh in a lot of places there's like certain requirements and like things and but this one like they're like we've been doing for so long we let the cats on the table. Yeah, I, I just and I imagine they mu- they must follow all like local ordinances and laws. So yeah, they've been open this long, and who's gonna who's gonna stop them? As long as everyone is healthy right? and happy, that's good. That's all I need. Yeah. So that. Thank was you. How fun! The cat cafe or the cat garden cafe, Taipei, Taiwan. Check it out if you're in the area. Yeah. Or at least look at their the Facebook first page. and longest running. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Are we gonna like get squirrel fight being woken up by uh Cinder Pelt being like, Go get your sister. She's running around. <laughs> Where is she? I know you're psychic. <laughs> How do you know that? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? I I talk to God. I have tea with yellow yellow fang every night. Are you kidding me? I know ev- I know everything about you and Bramble Claw, whether I want to or not. I wish I knew less. Don't look. I at me. I have a restraining order against uh <laughs> against both of you together. 
If it's just one, that's fine. <laughs> but if you're together, it goes into effect. <laughs> Squirrel Flight is out on a border patrol when she scents a cat. So, we're in the next day. It's not a ThunderClan cat. Look what the cats are acting. And it's not a ShadowClan cat, even though she was near their border. Squirrel Flight thinks that it could be a rogue who had wandered into their territory, but realizes that it's probably one of those kitty pets her and Brambleclaw had fought when they first were exploring around the lake. Remember when they got their tails handed to them by kitty pets? Are we... Yeah. Is this about to be... Is the... I have a theory. Okay, let me listen to that. I think RiverClan's about to be kidnapped. Yeah. I think I think since we didn't smell You think RiverClan's gonna be TNR'd? Yeah <laughs> I think I think maybe so. Can you imagine how unhinged it would make Hawkfrost if he got neutered? I mean, <laughs> logistically I think it would like actually help him. Like maybe it'd help him yeah, cool his jets a little. But I think like uh, But he'd probably also have an identity crisis. Oh my god, are you kidding me? It's like how will I how will I have a break how my my father I disappointed him. The reason I say that is Graystripe's still missing. And I Graystripe's still missing. I am still team Graystripe's alive. Yeah. So I think it would make sense if we had a little bit of a rescuers down under, sort of like, let's go get them. I know that's not the plot of rescuers down under. I can't like think of a movie where like the little toaster they uh, like how what's a movie where we get rescued from the pound lady in the tramp uh, but like lady that's in not the you tramp. don't think a lady in the bolt tr- also has a scene yeah but that's like you don't think about lady in the tramp or you think about pound rescue movies i suppose that's more of like a subplot in a lot of these movies I don't the new the new uh, Lady and the Tramp I think had that a little more. I think I ever saw one of those greedy cash grabs. No, actually, I think the new Lady and the Tramp was really good. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was. It was much less racist. Than That's the original, true. As in, not racist. Like the original. I watched the new one, and then we watched the old one right after. And oh my god, the racism! Oh in the yeah. One. I was like, oh jeez, it's been a while. But um, I thought, and I thought the relationship developed better mm-hmm. um, between the two, and yeah, there was a little more of the some action. Okay. All right. So and pound rescue. So I think I I I highly recommend the new the Lady in the Tramp remake. I thought it was very good. There we go. Anyway, but <laughs> I just I have an inkling. Maybe it's one of Brenna's crazy theories, like one of the ones that I. You know, guys, I'm just throwing spaghetti out the wall here, hoping something sticks. And some, yeah. and a lot of the times it does. <laughs> um, and I'm just saying, I'm just thinking that if I, like I said, if I was a farmer and suddenly 50 cats showed up in the pasture, I'd be like, I'm not dealing with yeah. this. And I'd, I'd call the Humane Society, call, call yeah. whoever they have in England and what do you know we found gray stripe on our way it'll be i mean we've already been captured by two legs in the first half of the series yeah why not round it out all right plus they like just kind of those those construction workers just kind of like put us in a shed i don't know why they waited so long Yeah. It was a weird kind of situation. They just, like, kind of put them all in the shed. We're like, yeah, we'll get the truck in, like, a week or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> well, Squirrel Flight dropped into a crouch, but hadn't taken more than a few steps when she hears the rest of her patrol. Thornclaw, Ashfur, and Sootfur clomping around the, bu- the brush like horses. It's too late. The tabby heard them. Squirrelflight dashed after the intruder, determined to give it a well-earned scratch. But they had too good of a head start. She turns back to her patrol. They're all staring at her with worried looks. Squirrelflight, you mouse brain, Sootfur calls out. Before she reaches them, Brambleclaw shoulders his way through the undergrowth, Sandstorm just behind him. 
Ravenclaw demands to know what she's doing. Sporefly says she's spotted one of those kitty pets from ShadowClan territory. She's puzzled and angry at how hostile he sounds. What could he be accusing her of now? They're supposed to chase intruders on Border Patrol, right? Right, Brambleclaw says. What she's not allowed to do is cross the border into ShadowClan territory. But I didn't... And suddenly she spots the dead tree that marked the boundary. She argues that she didn't notice any scent marks. She crossed back to the right side of the border. Ashfur says the markings are really faint. Leave her alone, Brambleclaw. Any cat could have made the same mistake. Sandstorm narrows her eyes at Ashfur. She says Squirrelflight can speak for herself. She's not usually lost for words. <laughs> but Squirrelflight br- blinks gratefully at Ashfur. She doesn't need him or any cat to spring to her defense. But it was nice of him to support her. Yeah, also Ashford's like been on like every patrol between her and Brambleclaw. And let me say, I also would be like, Brambleclaw, shut up, dude. Oh, yeah, me too. Get a life. Maybe everybody should stand up for Squirrel Flight a little because he's kind of being unfair to her. Yeah, very much so. It sucks when you break up with your manager and he still works at John Bajus with you. Was it Barnes and Noble? I can't. No, they worked at Barnes and Noble. They worked at Barnes and Noble. Tawny worked at Jamba Juice. Juice. The markings are faint, Thornclaw agreed. He doesn't think ShadowClan has renewed them for days. ShadowClan probably also doesn't know where their border is. Or ShadowClan's all dead. Oh my god, ShadowClan's been catnapped. Oh, they're the first. They are the closest to Horse Place, aren't they? I know they're the farthest. I don't but know. they are the closest. There is a two lake house near their territory. Oh. The, the kitty pets were near them. Ew. I So there is two legs there. I, I just I think Barnes, I think Brent I think uh Barley and I think uh that's where the, the kitty pets are. Oh yeah, yeah. No. I, don't, I don't have a map okay. of this new territory yet. Um, I can give one to you. Thank you. Sandstorm wonders aloud what's wrong with them. Squirrelflight shrugs. If they can't be bothered to set their markers, they can't object to a cat crossing it by mistake. <laughs> Brambleclaw sighs. He supposes she's right, but for StarClan's sake, be more careful next time. She will be. Ashfur sprang to her defense. <laughs> Ashfur's had enough. Ashfur's done. Ashford doesn't care. It's not even that Ashford has a crush on her. It's more sure for Ashford's on the same side as Brenna. Just sick of it. Yeah, just stop. Just like it's exhausting. It's exhausting to watch you be such a jerk. But this time, Ashford is unaware of the furious look that Squirrel Flight is giving him. <laughs> and she's even angrier when she notices a surprised glance from Sandstorm. As if her mother couldn't believe that she was depending on Ashford for, for protection. I did not raise my baby girl that way. I did not raise... I I have never once... Ha- girls? Girls, come here. Where the heck is your... Where's your sister? Uh, I don't know. Aww. <laughs> uh, Sam I have... What have I always said? Never depend on a man. Right. You know, I should probably have said that to Lee Pa maybe once or twice. She's a nun. Yeah. Ah, I don't have to worry about her. Blomp, it's always blomp. the ones that you, the parents, don't worry about that end up being gay. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time my aunt um, got, like, kind of tipsy at a 4th of July celebration and took my mom aside and was like, you always gotta watch out for the quiet ones. <laughs> Referring to me. Yeah. I just think yeah. it's funny how, like, everyone in my family was clued in. Before I even was. That's pretty funny. That's great. Not in like a, like I was going to be serial killer way, but like, hey, watch your daughter. Take care of her. (laughs) 
It was said out of love, not out of malice. I want to make that clear. Well, anyway, Brambleclaw, Ashford continues, it's not his place to tell her what to do. It's any cat's place, Brambleclaw says, fur bristling. Unless he wants trouble with ShadowClan. Maybe I don't want trouble with ShadowClan, but I am more than willing to have trouble with you at this point. You know what? Let's just have it out. Fight, 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 fight. Ashfur unsheaths his claws. Yes! That's not the point. Yes! Yes! Hang on, Squirrel Flight protests. I don't want... (laughs) Well, that's enough. Sandstorm stalks. Uh oh, mom! It's everyone's mom. It's everyone's mom. They should get back to camp before Shadow Clan cats turn up and find them ruffling each other's fur. She stalks off towards camp. Slipfur and Thornclaw follow. That was embarrassing for them to be a part of. Brambleclaw and Ashfur hesitate, still giving each other angry stares. And Squirrel Flight is thoroughly exacerbated. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, girl. Both of your boyfriends are very embarrassing. Where's your where's your girlfriend to balance it out? Does she have a girlfriend? Tawny Fault. Oh, right, Sorrel Tail. Come across the Shadow Clan border. Wait, no, Sorrel Tail. Who's Tawny Felt. Tawny Felt. Oh, right. Sorrel Tail's Leaf Pools. You, go on ahead, she snapped to Ashfur. Uh-oh, okay, Ashfur looks startled. He'll, uh, see her back at camp. He thrashes his tail and follows the others. Oh my god. She's got two boys wrapped around her tail, like. She does not want this. Yeah. But she has it. <laughs> She can't blame him for wanting to take care of her, Brambleclaw says. Shut up. His words could have been approving, but his tone was critical. Oh my god. No, it's not even critical. He's he's jealous. He's, ugh. What a bitter ex. Squirrelflight hisses. As if it's anyone's fault but your own, dude. Oh my god. Well, at least there's one cat she knows she can trust with her life. Brambleclaw's eyes widen. Only one squirrel flight? Yes, she spat back. And she feels so far from him. It's impossible to remember that she had once looked at him with warmth. Oh my God. At least Ashford doesn't keep going off with a cat from another clan, she says. A cat who can't be trusted. Brambleclaw's hurt turned to rage. So that's how she wants it, is it? A loyal warrior to pad after her and smooth all the thorns out of her path? He never used to think she was like that. He believed better of her. Believe what you like. Brambleclaw drew his lip back in the beginnings of a snarl. But before he can speak, the undergrowth rustled. Ashfur had come back. What do you want now? Squirrelflight growled. Ashford looks bewildered. <laughs> he's he's sorry. He wondered why she didn't catch up and came back to make sure she was okay. You know, that she wasn't going to get murdered by her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Not a, I think that's not a bad move, to be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't leave yeah, I a wouldn't... young woman alone with Brambleclaw right now, either. No. Brambleclaw a year ago? Yeah, it would have been fine. Brambleclaw right now? No, not at all. Not no. on your life. Last year, last year, Brambleclaw, if I left him alone with you, he probably just would have ended up crying. Um, yeah. This, right now, now, I don't know. He's capable of anything. Yeah, he's bitter and bad. He just, like, hang out with his gross brother. Well, Squirrel Flight sighs and forces her fur to lay flat. Ashford will have to learn that she can stand up for herself. But at least he's straightforward. He said what he meant, and no cat could doubt his loyalty to his clan. A lot of of plot points here. I'm not going to start the Ashford count. No. No. Too far along, and also, I don't, like, I don't want Ashford or Brambleclaw to win, 
I just want Squirrel Flight to be happy and with a supportive partner. And neither of these guys... I mean, Ashford was. But Squirrel Flight has a point. Taking care of herself. Well, if Brambleclaw was a deep pool shadowed by forest trees, Ashford was the lake glittering in the sunlight. Oh, oh, okay, gross. And Squirrel Flight suddenly... (laughs) Neither of them are worth that comparison. <laughs> and Squirrelflight suddenly found herself longing for the sun. She tells him that she's fine and touches her muzzle to his. Let's go. She heads away from the border, Ashfur by her side. And she feels Brambleclaw's gaze on her until the undergrowth hid her from his sight. How many more times does he have to be dumb? Remember how many more fights know. do they have to have before he just starts just like leave her alone? Like it's truly right? not just that leave, hard. You don't. Yeah. Like, bro, you're you're not you're not the deputy. Get out of her business. And even if you were the deputy, you can't. Ah, uh, kind of. You're like maybe also stay out of her business. Yeah, exactly. And like you have power and you should not be a douche novel. I don't know. Ashford has potential. He's a young man. He's gotta learn. He's friends with her. He cares about her. And also, I also would have liked, if I if I had left her alone in Brambleclaw, I probably would have doubled back if it had been a couple of minutes and she wasn't there. Yeah, Because, right. like, I don't know, they, Can't they could have been, like, I would not put it past either of them, actually, to devolve to fisticuffs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I stand and by... Squirrelflight will definitely... Squirrelflight might start it, but she's not... Yeah. Um. I, st- I stand by my claim. Wh- whoever it is that she ends up with, even even she doesn't really know her. She even by herself. Screw it. Yeah. Independent woman. Yeah, she don't need no man. Yeah. Yeah. But I just I just want I don't want all this fight. It's just annoying at this point. It's annoying. And, and like Ashford's like whole thing, it's <laughs> I like that I'm glad it was Sandstorm who called it out. She's like, okay, young man, you're not getting any points from me. Shut up. Right. Like, you don't have to do all that. We're we're capable. But also... Yeah, but also Squirrel Flight hasn't spent as much time with Ashfur, so maybe, you know, she's like, I need to teach him. Yeah. No, yeah, and that's why I think it's it's a boundary thing, and it's obvious, like, yeah. he's, he's doing what he thinks is right, but maybe it's not what she mm-hmm. needs, you know? He's... he's yeah. He's trying to stand up for her, but she's like, I can do that myself. Which I think is a, if she told him that, he'd be like, oh, got it, cool. And like what, what she said, yeah. where he actually tells her what he's thinking and feeling, which, my God. Yeah. He's like, I didn't want, I was afraid you were going to be hurt because I was afraid Brampleclaw was going to punch yeah. you. And I was going to come and make sure that didn't happen, you know? Versus, because like, every fight with Brambleclaw is just like, I'm going to interpret everything in the most unsympathetic way possible. And she's like, okay, same, then. Yeah. yeah. You're like your dad. And, and he's like, what? And she's like, I literally didn't say that, but I'm going to start saying it now since you haven't stopped saying that because I know it hurts your feelings. Is this what you want? Because this seems to be what you want. <laughs> Ugh. Would you like to go a little bit farther just to find out what happened to Leafpool? <laughs> so camp was a flurry of activity when Squirrelflight returned. Cloudtail and Brightheart were emerging from the warrior's den, and their daughter, Whitepaw, dashed across the clearing, meowing loudly. The elders had taken their place at the foot of the high ledge, oh. and Firestar was picking his way to the floor of the hollow. We're having a chop. Leafpool tells her that Firestar called a meeting. Okay. Squirrelflight thinks that she looks subdued, as if she was still recovering from the fierce scolding that Cinderpelt had given her for staying the night at Rivercan. <laughs> she is. 
That's basically what we get. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Lifu got told so hard that she's still feeling it. Emotionally. She's got emotional whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had... Yep. You've ever had someone so pointedly take you apart piece by piece. She's a surgeon yeah. in both practice and in words. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's uh, she's still she's still recovering from that. But it's time for Birch Kit to be made an apprentice. Ooh. So I think next week we'll uh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out who's we'll gonna um. He is mentor, and yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any guesses? Who's gonna mentor Birch Kit? Scrollflight. Scrollflight, you think yeah. so? Yeah. Just throw it out there. I don't know. Would be fun. Give her something to do okay. rather than fight okay. with Brambleclaw. Yeah, that would that would kind of be. And I don't nice. want to give a kid the bramble car right now. No, nobody really wants to give a kid the bramble car like, right now. As a we'll parent, as a firestar does. Um, yeah, folks, if you want a thorough dressing down from Cinderpelt, uh, <laughs> we can't promise you that, but you can follow our Twitter. <laughs> if you want to get down to the beans <laughs> with us, if you want to get down to the 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 bean layer of this seven uh, layer dip. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCWITcast, or you can tell us what your favorite layer of a seven be- a seven layer dip is, uh, through email at WCWITcast at gmail.com. I don't really like a lot of set layer dips. Just give me one. Just give me one layer. <laughs> um, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, I, I, I do like a taco dip. Yeah. But that's like usually taco dips are mixed. I guess except for yeah, the lettuce and, and cheese. You know what? You know. Like, yeah, yeah, but I could. I think I could get down with the layer dip too. I'm 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 a trash can. So you're from Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> that's the real answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My girlfriend's also from Wisconsin and very picky. Fair. I'm working on it. Anyway, email us at WCITCast if you want to tell us your dip opinions. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to help out the podcast, share this episode with a friend and say, hey, we get a, a, a girlfriend sleepover. That's not that exciting. And another straight couple fight. Gross. Mm-hmm. At least this because one has some good bangers. Heart. Like I was like, ooh, and a couple of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really, just they're cutting these are at least the fights are shorter and harsher. Like, I love that. They just start going right for the jugulars, at least. Right for the jugular, because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tango Kong. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.